So some of you may have seen the Sandy Hook back to school commercial and in that commercial you see kids who are uh, talking about their new back to school things that their parents have have gotten for them but in that commercial they're talking about them in the sense of how they would use them in the event of an active shooter in their school and it ends with a little girl in the bathroom and she is crouched in a stall and using her brand new back to school phone to call her mom to tell her that that you know she loves her um, very emotional huh. Um, it, it's heartbreaking to see those kind of commercials, but the reality is that is what our children are being prepared for in, in schools, and Megan and I found that out with our kindergartners, yeah. and so that's what we want to talk about today. They did active shooter drills recently. We know some of you are going through them right now, so we've brought an expert to, to help talk us through this. TV news anchors Megan Gilland and Patrice Sanders have faced major challenges in their careers as journalists. They get to work hours before the sun rises, spend their workday in front of thousands of viewers, and ask tough questions to some of the most powerful people in the community. But nothing has prepared them for their next assignment. Their little girls are going to kindergarten. In their new role, they must balance challenging careers with family duties and the new insecurities all moms face. This is TV News Moms Unfiltered. Oh gosh, we, you, you just can't stop talking about that Sandy Hook commercial. No, and so uh, we wanted to talk about our experiences with our daughter, but um, we wanted to bring you in, Kelly, because you are in this every day and you know the stuff. This is uh, Dr. Kelly Rudd Safran. She is the school safety manager in Baltimore County, and so you're the one that's responsible for you, knowing the trainings that our kids are then going through, that's right? Absolutely, absolutely. All Baltimore right. School safety in Baltimore County um, developed some of the drills that okay. these kids may participate in. So let's talk about, before we get into the specifics, okay. let's talk about what our kids went through. What, what, did, yeah. what happened with you and Maddie? So you and I were talking about these drills. Maddie had come home and said she had a fire drill and then that was it. And I asked, what did you do? They went out and played and it was really exciting. And then as Patrice and I were talking about it a few days later, I thought, wait a second, I got an email that said that this was an active shooter drill as well. And, you know, Maddie never said anything about it. And I didn't want to bring it up if she didn't bring it up. But as we were walking back up from the bus stop, I, I said, Maddie, did you have any more drills this week? And she said, no. And I said, no more fire drills. And she said, nope. And I said, oh, OK. And she goes, oh, we did have another drill. And I said, what was the drill? And she said, it was a monster drill. And I said, what's a monster drill? And it you know, choked me up a little bit. Um, she said that a monster drill is when a monster gets into the school and she said, but don't worry, mommy, because my teacher says she's a ninja teacher and she can take down any monster. And I said, well, what do you do when a monster's in the school? And she said, we hide behind the teacher's desk and then the teacher goes out and because she's a ninja, she can take down that monster and she steps on it like a bug. But we were told not to get out and look at the bug because we have to wait for the police to come and get that bug and put it in the garbage so then it would be gone and taken away. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, that's, that's such a, an innocent way. And I'm so grateful that they yes. called it that because I, I think that it would have been hard for a new five-year-old to hear active shooter. I don't think she would have understood what that was. No, Absolutely. because that's not a reality that they know, I, I would imagine, at that age. For me, Naomi, I was wondering if they were going to have a drill like this because Megan and I had been talking about it. We saw another um, 
uh, a friend of ours that we're mutual friends with on um, on social media, and we saw him post about his child and his kindergartner and having to go through that kind of drill. And so I was wondering, well, is Naomi going to have to do that? And then. Um, she never mentioned it, and I ask her every day, Naomi, what happened at school today? And she tells me 20 different things, and that never came up. It only came up, we were riding in the car, and we were talking about school, and she was talking about recess, and then she was saying, but yeah, that day I didn't get to have my whole recess. And, you know, she was bummed out because she didn't have the whole recess, and I was like, well, why? And then she said, well, that was the day that the police were there, and then we learned about um, hiding in the closet. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then so she went on to explain, and she said it two different ways. She said it, she said it, if a bad guy gets in the school, then we have to go hide in the special closet in, um, in her teacher's room and not make any noise. And then as she kept talking about it, because I asked a couple more questions. I didn't want to prod too much. Right. But I asked a couple more questions because I was trying to gauge her feeling on it. And then she referred to it again as if um, an animal got in the school and they had to hide from it. So I was like, okay, well, I wonder how it was explained to her. Um, but she didn't seem phased by it at all. She wasn't upset. She wasn't, it, you know, she went on to the next topic. Meanwhile, I, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this is what that conversation was. And it's completely, our first time completely thinking. freaked out that, you know, my child is having to learn how to go hide in a closet. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that I heard you say was that you were more freaked out. Yes. And as parents, sometimes we put our fears onto our children. Because we know it's them, out there. Absolutely, mm -hmm. but that makes them more fearful. Right, and, and, yeah. And That's we don't want to do that. Um, you also want to be able to pride a little bit and find out more information from them, because they'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Should you we, well know, tell with you. that age, you know, our kids' age, should we be calling it the monster drill and the um, the wild animal, or should you be explaining what it really is? Is it okay to, to not tell them that right now, do you think? I, I, I think that we I use the language that. that's appropriate for them. That's what I think, so, too. Um, Just wanted to make sure. No, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't even bring that up to her. Like in Baltimore County, what we do is we use safety drill. This is a safety drill because our goal is to make sure all of you are safe. Mm -hmm. um, and we've also tapped into the National Association of School Psychologists mm -hmm. to make sure that we are doing everything correctly and what's best for the mental health of our students. Right. We are, can I tell you a little bit about how we do it? Yes, yes, yes please. Please. we want to know. I'm, I'm curious, especially because I heard two different versions from yeah. her. So at a kindergarten age, would they say a bad guy or would they say the animal? So how, what, how do you all teach kids and at okay. different ages? All right, so at different ages. So let's start with the elementary school first, which would include your kindergarten students. We would tell them that it was a safety drill mm -hmm. and that someone came into the school and we want to make sure that we're safe. Okay. And that's how we would say it. Please understand that each one of our scenarios are scripted, so we have exactly what is going mm -hmm. to be said on um, the loudspeaker or the PA system. Then we also have scripts for our teachers as well. So okay. it's very um, intentional what we're doing. How is it, you know, that I, I've heard some students have a closet to go hide in. Some students hide under a desk. Um, you know, why is there not a closet for everyone? A, a bulletproof metal, you know what I mean? Is that how do you decide who gets it and who doesn't? Okay, so how we do is since we are using outlets, we don't hide in the closet. That goes back to 
when we originally used to do lockdown drills where uh -huh. you would turn off the lights, close the door, and then hide in a corner. Okay, okay. yep, and um, don't, don't, there must be a technical yeah, thing with sorry, your microphone. Mic <laughs> Luke's the best. He's going to get it fixed for you, yes. though. So that's interesting. Oh, um, yeah. Oh. Batteries. No, no, no. Will. Your batteries See, popped out. It, so it, we weren't. You, they're hearing you from our microphone right now, and Got not it. strictly from yours. So that while they fix that, okay. um, if only we had a drill for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> we should. And people are tuning in. Um, there, um, there is one person. Oh, and I'm going to bring this up. Um, so, I'm, Myra, I see I'll what you're that. asking, and that was my that was a concern for me too. That was one of my questions. But then Crystal says. As a former teacher, it was always a Thank difficult you. topic to discuss and explain to my students, which, I, you know, I, I want to believe, and I do believe that these teachers look at these kids as their babies too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so I can imagine that it's difficult for the teachers to have to go through this as well. But you go back to Alice, explain what yeah. is, you're, you were talking about Alice, but what is Alice? Explain okay, what that so means. Alice is actually an acronym that is for alert, lockdown, inform, counter, and evacuate. Counter. Counter, yes. Counter. Okay, so go through them. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay. That's hard. So, yeah, we should counter. go start from the beginning, Absolutely. I guess. So when you're alerted, and that could be from many different ways, um, you could hear something, somebody could scream, somebody could send you a message, a text mm -hmm. message. So as soon as you are alerted, um, you have to decide based on that information whether or not it's best for you to lock down or to evacuate. And at that point, that's the school administration making that decision. No. That's the, the student. Is that the individual we, teacher? We, everyone gets to make that decision. The student. That's why it's option based. Okay, hold on. Let's pause one more time sure. um, because I think there's probably still something wrong with your mind. Yes, they've, okay. they've sent in another expert. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tracy, everybody. Hi, Tracy. I was going to say, I speak a little louder. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, uh, you've got uh, a teacher no. voice. You, you've got a great you're, voice. You're doing fine. Okay. Um, but we're going to let them get that situated. Uh -huh. um, These mics are tricky. Stephanie, um, oh, so and you're gonna you're gonna get we're gonna to come this. back to Alice again. Um, in Mar okay, Marlene says I just think it's so sad that the that's world good. has come to this, and I think that's I think that's where we are as parents thinking, oh my gosh, I that's didn't have to go through this. Can, maybe um, that's a good time for me to bring out this number, and maybe you can mention this because sure. we're, we're talking about this is terrifying and scary, and it is. But I was doing research on this, and I, I was thinking about the, the statistics, the, the odds of this happening. And granted, you want to prepare for even um, uh, this much of a chance. Right. But maybe this, I don't know if reassurance is the best word, but maybe this will offer some kind of comfort again, not the right word. But here's mm -hmm. the number, and then maybe you can decide. The Washington Post had done uh, a study to get exactly you know, what the number would be. And since 1999, they say roughly 1 in 614 million. And that uh, equates to the chance of actually having a student being shot in school on the grounds is a .0001 chance that this will ever happen. Again, you prepare for it because th you're, there's always a chance. But to live in fear, maybe that's not the best thing. It's a, I remember when I was in high school, we did bomb drills mm -hmm. almost all the time because that was the era of you call in bomb threats. Absolutely. And it was all the time. And I never felt scared, but you knew that there was a threat, so you did them. So I think that I, I was getting worked up, and I watched the Sandy Hook video, and I understand the concern, but I also think that uh, it, it's not the inevitable. And, and I agree with you 100% because you talked about doing bomb drills. We do fire drills. Yes. Now. Tornado drills. Tornado drills. We do um, earthquake drills. We do severe weather drills. So we are constantly practicing. In the unlikely event that something happens, we do want to be prepared. 
And that's the thing. Some of these studies said it's not worth it. You know, why do we do these drills? In my mind, I like knowing that the chances are low, but I also want my daughter to know what to do Absolutely. if it happened. And people say, oh, they won't remember it. But let's say she does. If she does, there's a Absolutely. chance that she would be okay. Listen, yes. outside of these kind of drills, my daughter notices everything, absorbs everything, and then will repeat it back. So right. So Why do you think, think people don't want to do them? Because in my mind, wouldn't you want to try? And for me, I don't know if I don't want her to do it. I think I'm just so sad that we have to do that and that has to be a thought. I mean, you and I have been freaking out about sending our kids to kindergarten as it is. So mm -hmm. for, for, for normal things, this shouldn't be a normal thing that we now have to put in our list of things that we're worried about. So it's, it's frustrating mm -hmm. is what it is. What it is. But, but, but it's also a little bit shocking. Cause I, so go back to what explain yes, to the Alex. what they're learning because I was surprised when I understood that the, the all of what they are being taught to do. Before the mic issue, you were talking about alert and that this yes. was the students also making that decision. Absolutely, it is option-based. Um, normally in elementary school, they are gonna follow their teacher yes. and do what their teacher um, asks them to do. But when you get to the middle in high schools, mm -hmm. then they're gonna be able to make their own decisions. But the teacher is leading them. So if, if there's an alert that comes through, mm -hmm. then the teacher has to decide based on wherever her classroom is, whether she's going to lock down or evacuate? The teacher along with the students. Okay. Because they have say too, because wow. everyone has a voice and they have to decide what's wow. best for them as well. I know you're Baltimore County. Mm -hmm. Are there safety measures when you talk about lockdown? Is it simply locking a door? Do they have the, the jams, the door jams, or what, what goes behind a lockdown? Okay, that's a great question. Um, we call it an enhanced lockdown. So what happens is we would close the door. All of our doors in Baltimore County, all of our classroom doors are in a locked position already. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to fumble to get a key or do any of those things. When we close the door, it's locked. Okay. And then they are also taught how to barricade a door. And then besides that point, we'll get to countering, mm -hmm. but then they're also taught how to counter as well. So that's the A and the I is the alert and inform. It's the alert, lockdown. Lockdown, okay. Which mm -hmm. we just talked about, inform. That's the piece where we want to keep as much information as possible because one of the things that we do instruct is Call 911 whenever you have any information. Right. And don't worry about what somebody else may have called. Mm -hmm. We want as much information right. as possible because then while working with the police, we can have updates as to where the person may be. Right. So if you say that they're in the front hallway and then you're in the back hallway, you may decide to evacuate right. because you have safe passage right. as opposed to... How do to, you get that information? Is this something that they're, they're getting alerts on their phone or is it on the, the speaker? How is that information? It can come from all different ways. Right. It can be on the speaker. It can be on the phone. Yeah, it can be can because you see what other people are doing. And that's kind of a district-wide policy, so I'm sure every district probably has their own... Absolutely. So now get to the C. Okay, counter. Yeah, I, when I heard that, mm -hmm. I was shocked. Right. So one of the reasons that we do counter is, let me just explain it first. Counter is when you're gonna be able to create noise, movement, distance, or anything to distract them, whether it's throwing something or um, yelling back and forth. So the idea behind that is we can only do one thing at a time. Right. <laughs> so if we're distracting them, that gives us more time to move ahead and move forward or get away. That's um, what you need. So absolutely, and that's the whole goal to be able to slow so down. Some schools uh -huh. I know, I did uh, uh, an in-depth cover story mm -hmm. on Pocomoke High School on the Eastern Shore that absolutely. now have those bulletproof shields. 
and that's a, a really hard thing to understand and see it. it um, but the, the theory was that when you have a gunman coming down a hallway, you need something to protect yourself from that gunman in order to get out or to get to where you need to be or to use it to counter, as you mm -hmm. said. And I that was the first time I had heard of the counter was when those shields came into play. Okay. Um, but that seems to be, you know, are, are there other ways to protect yourself other than just fight or, you know? Okay, so we do not teach any of our students to fight. Okay. Um, what do you say? When, Just you mean, when you say fight, you mean like engage with that person? Right, we're not trying to fight anyone. Okay. Okay. okay, so we do teach them the counter, okay. which is to have something ready to throw, and that could be any object around you. So that's what counter you. means. That's what counter so means. So the run, hide, fight, you know, that's different that is than different. what you would be doing in Baltimore yes, County. because we do practice eyeless. The other thing that um, they do is eighth grade and up, so we're gonna talk a little bit about middle and high, but only the eighth graders in middle school, but all high schoolers are taught the idea and the concept of swarming, okay. which is being able to take all four limbs of someone and have them down. Oh um, my. It, yes, I know, and it is a little frightening, and I understand is that. Is that hard to talk to the kids about? I mean, that's where it gets to be, like you're imagining doing this now at that point. No, actually it's not. If they and understand it's Absolutely, it is, it's very empowering. That's and a good point. I've had conversations, because one of the things that is important in Baltimore County, we don't do anything where we have someone playing the role of, you know, a, a shooter or active, you know, we don't do that. We don't do anything where um, the kids are actually in a dangerous situation or make them feel as if they're in a dangerous situation. We talk about the scenario, we may practice evacuating or the enhanced lockdown, um, and then talk about what you would use for countering and things like that. But after each scenario, there's a debriefing with the students and right. we talk and get their feedback as well. And when you well. say scenario, you're not like pretending there's a gunman coming through. No. You're just talking We're about talking what through. that would be Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Do you think, does anyone ever do the practice of that? I would think that would be very scary to actually practice those situations. We I saw not, studies on that. Yeah, I was about to say, and we don't do anything like that in right. Baltimore County. Our, our goal is to make sure that people are aware and that they know what to do mm -hmm. in the unlikely situation. But no, we don't do that. And we have a lot of people oh, who yeah. are weighing yeah. in and they're saying that, you know, it, it helps. Um, their, Angela says practice definitely helps so schools are required to do these kinds of mm -hmm. drills and then families are encouraged to talk to their children about the experiences Absolutely. Mm -hmm. so that, um, that, that the children feel less afraid. Walt says this is great information and I like the way the drills are differentiated and right. are age appropriate. Um, Did you see Myra's? And this kind of went into, we were talking about, she said, I don't like how they went about it at my school. Uh, when my son was in pre-K, pre they had a drill. She didn't get a notice. And she went mm. on to say that he was traumatized. He's in first grade now and he has some issues about it. Okay. So that goes into, you know. Absolutely. I One felt of the some things. kind of way about that. Because I didn't get. I didn't get any notification. Right. And I get, you know, I feel like <laughs> I get 1,200 emails from right. the school in the county. And I went back to double check that I didn't miss it, mm -hmm. but I didn't get an email. And I know some places do robocalls and I didn't get anything. And I would have liked to have known so Absolutely. I could just keep an eye on her that day mm -hmm. to see if I noticed anything or if she raised a question, I wouldn't have felt like it came out of left field or right. I would have prompted a conversation. Absolutely. So I'm surprised that I, that, that, that was not a mandatory well, thing. It is part of, our protocol, and it is mandatory for us okay. to give a um, robocall 
at least 24 hours before the drill takes okay. place. Unfortunately, our daughters were so unfazed they didn't even mention it at first. But do you right. see students like Myra's that that are impacted by this often, or is that kind of is that more on the rare side? It, we have seen a small percentage of students, and we have our counselors and our psychologists there to be able to meet with them directly after. But then their teachers are a great source of comfort yeah. for them, and those conversations are extremely helpful. And so, the, what are the concerns that you all hear from? students after these kind of drills what what do they talk about what's on their mind what what are the most common things that you'll hear um, is this going to happen um, or is someone going to come and try to harm us or hurt us um, and we try to you know make them feel as secure as possible but I think more than anything a lot of the parents are more fearful than the kids. Mm -hmm. And when the parents are- we're not are, there. I we get can't it. do and anything. Understand. We're out of the loop. It, but here's the thing. We're not with our kids a great deal of time. And I think it's more important for them to know what to do in those situations than not to. Yeah. The other thing too is oh. Alice is something that you can use anywhere. It's not just for school. And we've had some unfortunate incidences that have happened out, whether it's in the mall or in the movie theater Recently. or whatever. Sure, in the movie theater or anything else that we and can you know, use this, it, these strategies. I look at these numbers and think it's not going to happen because that's my mentality mm -hmm. of total eternal optimist and, and I, you can't I think I, about it all. No, day no. Oh, but then all it takes is watching that Sandy Hook video and you see those. You know those parents who were part of the Sandy Hook um, mm -hmm. situation are the ones who put that commercial out and all of a sudden those kids have faces and you start thinking there are parents Absolutely. who are those numbers and that, that know what this is. And I, I wonder how they would feel to know that there's drills now being done. I would think that they would have wanted their kids to know what to do in that situation and that makes me, you know, think that this is so important. I think it's important and I'm glad she's she's learning it. I think part I think part of the trauma for parents is a loss of innocence. Oh, That's what it is uh -huh. for your, oh. for, for your <laughs> kids because we look at our kids and we're like, this little five-year-old girl who just wants to, you know, play and, and mommy, can we snuggle? Yes. Yeah. So, but I've got to tell you about, right. you know, the fact that somebody might want to come in and, you know, do this bad thing. I mean, so it, it's, it's, the, it's the lack of innocence. The, the, the loss of innocence. And as your kids get older, I, that that's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna change. It's, no. it's not like, oh, well, my kid's in high school now, they can handle this kind of stuff. But no parent no. is ever gonna feel <laughs> that way. Because I still worry about my own children. I have right. a daughter out in college now, and they practice those kind of things. So right. I definitely fear, I'm like, no, I, call me, I need to be here. But at the same time, I recognize that if something is happening, They've prepared her yes. what to do and how to handle that situation. So that does give me some comfort as opposed to her not knowing anything at all. Well, you know what? I so. read something on, um, something came across one of, my, one of my feeds, and it was talking about a child's reaction to mm -hmm. this. And, and I know we're saying that they're, they're, they're most often not traumatized, but this Correct. was then about a kid who had gone through a, a drill. Huh. Um, and the little boy has allergies. And so his mother said that he was looking up online how, how to stop sneezing. Oh, because one sneeze could, could mean my life. I mean, and that's a, it's not my child. <laughs> and I don't even know if that's like a real story or if that's, you know, something that, that, that's out there just circulating. But, but it, it gets thought. you. 
and that a kid should have to be thinking right. that that way. But you're saying that's not the majority of kids Absolutely who react not. that way. Absolutely not. Okay. And, and as I said, I we probably get more <laughs> from parents than we do mm -hmm. kids, um, because one of the things we do have to recognize is when we are fearful, we make them fearful. Right. So it's so true. It is extremely true. And you true. know, going back to the bulletproof shields in that one school at Pocomoke, we interviewed <laughs> the students there and they said that they don't even notice it anymore, that it's become more art than armor was the, the, the title there. That wow. it was, they know that it's there and it's there if they need to use it, but it's nothing that, that they're, you know, worried about or, you know, traumatized when they see. It's just there. And, and we don't have anything like that in right. Baltimore right. County. Right. Um, but we do make sure that our schools are as safe as they possibly can be because you can't just walk into the schools you have to buzz in and tell us who you are and things like and that. And you know so. I think you brought up a good point that it is in mm -hmm. school but this is workplace. This is a, a fear everywhere in life mm -hmm. so it's almost an educational tool not just at school but as mm -hmm. they move through their life. life. Absolutely and we also try really hard to make sure that all parents are aware exactly what Alice is, how it works. We have informational sessions. We have back to school night where we talk That's about good. it. That is good. Um, we send out memos and letters. There, we have things that say what parents need to know right. about all of the drills that we do. So that's extremely important. And so how do you talk to parents about how they should talk to their kids when they get home? Because one of the parents on here is saying that her child, how does she help her child? She said, um, uh, the, the one person, Soleil, says that her son is a middle schooler and he was very uncomfortable during the Alice no. training. Another one said, Amira said, um, what does she do for her son because he was traumatized um, and so now he fears using the bathroom but only at school, like he'll go to the... Oh, interesting. Um, wow. so, how do, so how do, fearing that a shooter is going to come into the bathroom, that's what's on his mind. So mm -hmm. for those parents who aren't trained to have these conversations and who too do tend to get emotional. I think mostly for us, we, we try to put those emotions on the back burner because we don't want to project that on our, our children. But how do parents have those conversations? I think the more information you have and the more that you know, the easier it'll be for you to have those conversations. Always come to the schools, talk yeah. to us about what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it, and the conversations that we are having so that we're all using the same language. So we're all using the same language because I think that's going to be extremely important. Besides explaining what's going on, though, mm -hmm. is there anything that, that you guys are trained to, to tell them that why they're doing this and why they shouldn't be scared of a bathroom or are scared of when these drills happen? It's very similar to when you talk about stranger danger. Yeah. It's, it's very similar and they know to that. that. The and only they ones do. Around the house saying Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Like, well, where right. did you hear that? What is that? And so she knows that. So, it, so it's one huh. step beyond that. Is stranger danger, but now this person is coming and they want to harm you. So, so it's very similar, safe. and we're not afraid of stranger Absolutely. danger. Absolutely. Do you think I don't know? Do you think we're as parents more afraid of the active shooter because we didn't have it? I, I don't know. I think because that's part I'm of not it. afraid of bomb threats. I'm not afraid of stranger <laughs> danger. I'm not afraid of tornado. You know what I mean? But you're also not seeing that every day right, on the news. We are inundated. We with are active shooters Absolutely. At, it, at every turn. Yes. I mean, we just we, are. We, we covered in the news today, you know, something happened, it happened in France when it was a stabbing, mm -hmm. but I mean, there is, yep. it, it, that is the I'm conversation valid. and the climate of the country You're that right. we're in. So that, so that is what is, that is what is on our mind. And we didn't, we didn't deal with that when we were kids. Mm -hmm. And I think it's different still from the, the fire drills or their tornadoes, because those are, those are, 
those are natural instances. Mm -hmm. Those aren't things of a person intentionally out to do you harm. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a it's next level right. for me anyway. Yeah. Uh, the bomb threats, though, I remember the bomb squads coming in and the dogs, mm -hmm. and I never thought twice. I don't know why. But I think a lot of it has to do with Maybe. how it's also implemented. Maybe. Right. So and I think that so makes a big difference. Your teachers difference. did a great job then probably of taking the fear or so you know, how do we do that for our you. little girls? Yeah. Well, the, well they're fine. <laughs> how do you do that for us? Exactly. That's the question. That's the, that's yeah. the question. And, I, and I'm fine with it. I think we, I mean, we know the reality of the situation. So mm -hmm. I think it's just, it's, it is, it's just difficult when you look at your, you know, cute little kids and Absolutely. you think, my gosh, this is the world that they have to contend with now. Mm -hmm. Um, and that this could happen, and and I mean, so many things could happen. Mm -hmm. You know, they could car accident. Yeah, so absolutely. You 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 pray all that. You you pray over all that stuff, and mm -hmm. you just let it go. You don't live with it daily. But because they just did these drills, mm -hmm. um, it you know it's fresh. Yep, it is it's fresh. And, and I think it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to be emotional. We don't. It's not like we're sitting at home crying all the time. No, we're right. talking no, no. about it. But absolutely. when you do talk about it, I think it's pretty normal for parents right. to to get a little emotional picturing their child in that situation. Absolutely. But so you're telling us we're totally sane and this is normal. Absolutely. No, I think it is very normal <laughs> because as a parent, you definitely are going to be worried about your child. But you're worried about them the first time that they get on the school bus. You're worried about them the first time that they go <laughs> oh, to yeah. school. Who? Who you, really you, worried about that? If you, <laughs> and if you what are you talking them, about? If you took them like to daycare, you were worried about that. Yes. I remember taking mine to daycare and I wrote a whole letter of what they were allowed to do and what they weren't allowed to do at the daycare. <laughs> daycare loved you. Oh, they did, right? But I mean, because those are our precious, like that's our world. Yes. So yes, we're always going to be worried about them. There's no that's question. So this is just one more way for us to make sure that they have all of the strategies and skills that they need to be safe. I like what you said. It's um, what did you say? It's um, not powerful, but it's almost empowering. Empowering. Absolutely. I think that's the word. It is. That we and, should embrace. And, and if I and as we're having this conversation and I'm thinking about it, we already talked to our children when when the stranger danger came up. We we already mm -hmm. talked to them, and I asked Mike, you know, I put her in situations when they only if you know if she's looking at this little puppy and I said well if somebody said come over and look at this puppy in my car would you go so I already posed questions Absolutely. to her I always already put up scenarios well Naomi if you couldn't find mommy we got you know lost in the store where, where would, you, would go? you go mm -hmm. you go find a, a, a police officer or you go find another mommy with kids is mm -hmm. what I tell her because okay. I figured that if you can't find an authority another mother with kids is probably mm -hmm. a a safer bet than just you know any random person right. mm -hmm. um, but so you do already go through these scenarios with your kids because that is the reality of the and world. that's exactly what we're doing if something happens and we need to leave the building where we yeah. all gonna meet up right yeah, we, know, we do those like talk kind about of that things. we have a spot for that absolutely mm -hmm. so it's the same thing that we're doing Thank you. I feel very much more comforted <laughs> now good, and by that that's good to know yeah. I wish I would have known but, and again <laughs> I, Baltimore County does, right. <laughs> and, and I'll leave it like that. And, and, and you know, it, it's it's possible that I could have uh, uh, overlooked it. I, my, Naomi had pajama day at school on on a uh, oh, Friday the twenty seventh, and I sent her to school in her pajamas on Friday the twentieth. So <laughs> it happens. That's it my happens. favorite. <laughs> Maybe I overlooked it, yeah. um, but I did go back and look to see. So I'll talk to the teacher yeah. and the principal about it the next time. And remember that each system does something a little different. Right, yeah. In Maryland, because of the 2000 Safe Schools Act, um, in 2018 Safe Schools Act, we do have to do an active assailant okay. drill, but. Oh, and that's right, not active system, shooter, active assailant is yes, what you call it. Each system has to do something different. 
All right. Well, You've people been have great. been tuning in, and they have been. Um, I've been neglecting. And, I've been and what they to have you been and... saying is that um, Soleil and Walt both say it sounds like the parents need the Alice training so that we that's know true. what the kids. But you say you all send that protocol home so the parents can follow along. So that's mm -hmm. good. Absolutely. That's a good way to be able to do do that. Mm -hmm. I would have felt comforted mm -hmm. by that, and I am comforted by the fact that Naomi is not. She was unfazed. Right. She, it, she took it as a part of life, and this is what I'm going to go do, and we're going to be very quiet, Mommy. And and she went on about her day, and so I didn't want to go into it any, you know. I, I asked her, you know, well, how did that make you, you know, and she wasn't, I miss recess, Mommy. That's how I felt, you know. So. Right. I'm concerned <laughs> that, that there's good. monsters at my daughter's school. You well, know, where right. are these monsters? Well, and that <laughs> seems so logical to her. Right, because sometimes they may use the concept of um, don't be scared, be prepared. Yeah, that's good. So okay. they may do something like that, but and again, <gasps> each that is, school system is going to do something a little different. Don't be scared. Be, be prepared. prepared. Yep. Absolutely, lessening the anxiety. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this has been good. This yeah. has been good for me. So hopefully, this and has been good for you guys. You have to talk it out sometimes yeah. just Absolutely. to feel better and understand what's happening. Absolutely. And just a reminder for everybody who's listening on the podcast or uh, watching on our website. This was already recorded, so um, you can't send in your questions now. Um, everybody who was on Facebook was able to, to, to send in questions now, but you can still keep in touch with us mm -hmm. through social media uh, and the email account. Yep, tvnewsmoms at foxbaltimore.com. And Kelly, we thank you so much. Dr. Thank Kelly, you. thank yes. you so much, and congratulations <laughs> on being Dr. Kelly. Pretty nice title. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and you we'll both. see you guys next week. What are we, we don't know yet what we're going to talk about next week. We have lots of ideas. We have but, got some um, ideas.